Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. In this episode, we are going to talk about Wimbledon, the seedings at Wimbledon, what to watch for at Wimbledon, and the draw and the bracket that is currently released for the championships at the All England Club for Wimbledon. It's going to be all grass court here. We're going to get to it. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of news at the very end of this, and then I'm also going to talk about the future um, of this pod for the Wimbledon Championships and what the coverage will kind of look like from my part um, while Wimbledon is going on. Spoiler alert, if you don't listen to the end, I probably won't have another podcast out during Wimbledon, and I will let you know why at the very end. But let's get to it. Top seeds at Wimbledon. The number one seed is Carlos Alcaraz. Why is this a big deal? Why is it a big deal that Carlos Alcaraz is the top seed at Wimbledon, well, for the first time since 2003, someone other than Djokovic, Federer, Murray, or Nadal is the top seed at the championships. That's what Carlos Alcaraz is doing. He's shaking things up right off the bat. And if you look at that, that's the big four. That's not really shocking that they've been the number one seed there for that long. It's just another example of how the big three have just dominated the sport for the last two decades, and it's been, you know, their way or the highway, and they've pretty much got whatever they wanted because of how good they are, right? They want to be the number one seed, boom, they're going to work and become the number one seed. They want to win, you know, 20, 22, 23 Grand Slams, boom, they're going to put in the work, they're going to be the best, and they're going to get to that number. So just what the big three, and in this case, the big four with Andy Murray mixed in there, have done over the last two decades is remarkable. And we're going to see stats like this for the next five, 10 years, I think, of people doing things for the first time since the big three, because that's just how dominant those guys were. But Carlos Alcaraz, the one seed, the two seed in this is Novak Djokovic. Why is this important? Novak Djokovic is the two seed, Alcaraz the one seed. So the only way they can play is in the final, which is good because at the French Open, they could play in the semis and they did play in the semis. And a lot of people thought that was going to be like the final for this tournament. But, you know, Alcaraz, obviously, his legs weren't there. He cramped everything that happened with him. But I'm really looking forward to seeing if these two can play in the final. I think that would be remarkable. And I think that would be awesome if these two played in the final. Moving down in the more seeds, three seed is Daniil Medvedev, always good on grass. Kasper Ruud is the four seed. Stefano Tsitsipas is the five seed. Holger Rune, the six. Andrei Rublev, the seven. Yannick Sinner at eight. Nine is Taylor Fritz. Ten is Francis Tiafo. Back-to-back Americans there to wrap up the top ten. Then it goes FAA, Cam Norrie, the hometown kid, home country kid, I should say. Borna Chorich, Lorenzo Musetti, Alex Davinur, Tommy Paul, uh, Hubie Hurkacz, Francisco Serendolo, and then... Alexander Sparrow's at 19. A little surprising. Um, not, not really because I know he hasn't played a ton of tournaments, but that he's not a typical 19 seed, especially the way that he's playing right now. Look for him to get a nice revenge this year at Wimbledon because he couldn't play last year because of the injury that he suffered at Roland Garros. And Roberto Batista Goot wrapping up the top 20 at number 20. This tournament's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm super jacked for this tournament. Before I get into what to watch in the first round, According to their seeds, these are the projected quarterfinals. Carlos Alcaraz could play into Holger Runa. 
That could be really good. Uh, Daniil Medvedev and Stefano Tsitsipas. There'd be fireworks there for sure. Yannick Sinner versus Kasper Ruud would be another one. And Andre Rublev versus Novak Djokovic. Those would all be good. Do I think those are actually going to be the quarterfinals? No, not really. Uh, Nick Kyrgios is in this tournament. He plays really, really well on grass court. And we already know how well he plays on grass court. So I would assume... I'm not saying he's going to make the quarterfinals. But I'm saying he could... Uh, Shuffle th some things around and mix some things up in this tournament for sure at some point. All right, let's get to the point where we actually look at the bracket and what to expect in this bracket. I'm excited about this bracket, and it has a lot of good first to second round matches. I think a few good ones. Uh, not too many to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is kind of a lot. I'm taking in a lot here. But enough to be like, oh. This is going to be interesting. In the top quarter, you have Tiafos in that quarter. Obviously, that's Alcaraz's quarter. A really good first-round match, I believe, is going to be Matteo Berrettini versus Lorenzo Sinego. I think that's going to be a fantastic first-round match. I'm really looking forward to watching these two play. Berrettini can obviously play really, really well on quick surfaces, especially grass. So I'm excited to watch how he you know, plays here. Obviously, his ranking's not very high because he got hurt. But him being in that top quarter is really good. He could he could play into like Alexander Zverev, which I think would be a great match. A second-round match for Berrettini or Sonego will play right into Alex de Manure. So that's going to be tough over there. That That's a battle of a first first couple rounds, especially for de Manure, who's ranked number 15, to play into those two. But that's something to keep an eye on on the top half of the bracket. On uh, in the second quarter of the bracket, that's Daniil Medvedev's quarter as the three-seed. Some interesting matches over here. Uh, the most notable one is going to be Dominic Team versus Stefano Tsitsipas. That's a first-round match. Dominic Team, not the player he once was, but he can still grind it out. He's not he's not necessarily a grass court player, but there's these are two really big names on this side of the bracket. Stefano Tsitsipas, the five seed, you'd expect him to make a run here. Uh, he might run into you know Ben Shelton or something on this side. Ben Shelton, the thirty-two seed in this tournament, that'd be. Great to see. Chris Eubanks on the top side could play into Cam Norrie. Eubanks is having a great grass court season. He's really good on quick surfaces. He plays good in Australia. He plays good at Wimbledon. He right now is in the finals of the Mallorca grass court tournament. So hopefully he can bring some of that momentum as the American here into Wimbledon. That, But what to keep an eye on here, Dominic Team, Stefano Tsitsipas in the second quarter. In the third quarter, this is Yannick Sinner's quarter. Casper Ruud's quarter, I should say. Yannick Sinner's in this quarter. This is Casper Ruud's quarter. A lot of great names. If Casper Ruud wins the first round and Liam Brody wins the first round, they're going to play each other. Liam Brody, the you know the home countryman there. So the crowd always gets behind him. They'll love him there. Uh, so that'll be kind of a, a tough second-round match for him as far as the crowd. But I think Casper Ruud can get it done, even though he is a he's a clay court guy that's playing on grass here as the four seed. But it's going to be interesting, definitely, watching this moving forward. We are going to get to the fourth quarter. This is Novak Djokovic's quarter. Andre Rublev's in here. Musetti's in here. Hercoc is in here. Uh, J.J. Wolf is in here. There, there's a lot of great names in this. Nakashima and uh, Jordan Thompson will play into Djokovic in the second round. That'll be fun to watch. Here's where I'm interested to watch. Nick Kyrgios is in this quarter. He'll play David Gaffin off of the bats. I, I, I would look to Nick Kyrgios to have a run here a little bit. He can do it. He plays really well on grass. He has the experience here, and he knows what, and he, knows what he needs to do to win at Wimbledon. He'll play right into Andre Rublev. I think it's a great 
not a great draw, but a pretty decent draw for him. Uh, Alexander Bublik, who is a recent champion on grass, will play into uh, Felix Ogiele-Asim on the bottom side of this bracket. And uh, Djokovic is on the other side, kind of, of the quarter. So they would play, you know, in they would play late, later, later. That would be the one, two, three, four, fifth round, which would probably be the round of 16, I believe. So they wouldn't play for a while there. So uh, Djokovic, I don't see, really has a challenge until he has to play like Musetti or Hercotch, maybe. And then even after that, he might play like Rublev or Kyrgios. So things are lining up very well for Novak Djokovic to win this tournament. And we're going to talk about who I think is going to win this tournament here in just a little bit. On the women's side, the, the bracket is a little bit more wide open. But here's some very notable first-round matches that you can keep an eye on. Coco Goff, the American, will play Sophia Kennan. Sophia Kennan, another American. Obviously, Goff is having a better year, a better career to this point. But never count out Sophia Kennan. Steve Wiseman talked about her a few weeks ago on the podcast and uh, you know how, how she won a Grand Slam, was really good, and now she's trying to get back into her ways. Sophia Kennan can win at any given moment. She had to qualify to get here. But uh, Coco Goff, I think, might be too strong here. Interesting enough, I think this first-round match has the name, but I don't think it'll be close. Venus Williams is playing at Wimbledon. She'll play Alina Svitolina in the first round. The way that Svitolina's playing ever, ever since she had a baby is remarkable. She's playing really, really good tennis. She's fun to watch. Two big names going at it here in women's tennis. However, I don't know if... Venus Williams can beat Svitolina. You know, Venus has the name. She's played really, really well before, but the way Svitolina's playing right now, and since she's came back, I think she's kind of on a little revenge tour to, to you know, make up for lost time. I'm not so sure Venus Williams can beat her. Let's get to the point that we kind of all wait for. Who do I think is going to win this Grand Slam? Kind of a loaded question. And I'm not really sure on the women's side. I have a good guess, but I'm not really sure. On the men's side, I'm going to go Novak Djokovic, the two seed. Um, he's very open about wanting to make more history and want to be the best ever played and rewrite the history books, and I think he does it. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else is going to beat Novak Djokovic. I think he can beat Carlos Alcaraz, and the fact that Alcaraz has yet to beat him, I think maybe sits in Alcaraz's mind a little bit. And I don't know if grass is where Carlos Alcaraz can beat Novak Djokovic for the first time in five sets. Novak Djokovic has won Wimbledon seven times and has won it the last four times. Do I really think he's going to lose this year? No, I don't. I think Novak Djokovic wins his 24th Grand Slam title and continues to have the remarkable career and just adds another one to what he's doing because he's played so, so well in his career, and I think he continues it here this year at Wimbledon. On the women's side, I'm going to go with Ange Jabeur. She's been so close to winning this tournament before. I believe she gets a Grand Slam title here at Wimbledon. She plays really well on grass, I think. She has she has a unique game and a good game, and I think she gets it done on grass at Wimbledon. Ange Jabeur is the women's champion and Novak Djokovic is the men's champion, and that's what I expect this year at Wimbledon. Let's get to some news. First off, Feliciano Lopez is no longer on the professional tennis tour. He has retired. What a career Feliciano Lopez has had. He's been so fun to watch. He's been entertaining, a Spaniard. He's been on some great Spanish teams. 
but he's called it quits. At almost 42 years old, he's 41 right now, he finished his career uh, with a loss against Hanfman at the Mallorca quarterfinals. He has seven titles to his name, 506 wins. He's a Grand Slam doubles champion, and he's won multiple Davis Cups. Fantastic career by Feliciano Lopez. He's just a staple of the sport, I feel, especially, uh, you know, five, ten years ago. You look at guys on the tour that you really, really want to watch. Feliciano Lopez is up there. Fernando Verdasco is up there, along with, obviously, the big three, big four, and Vavrinka and all those guys. But Feliciano Lopez was so fun to watch. He's a great guy. I actually met him when I was doing player ops. I wouldn't say met him, but I worked with him. I would guide him to some um, courts and talked with him about some of that stuff. So uh, just a great dude. Respectful, always seemed respectful behind the scenes and front of the scenes, everything. Feliciano Lopez is now retired from tennis after a fantastic career. Now that we talked about someone leaving tennis, we're going to talk about someone rejoining tennis. Caroline Wozniacki is coming back to tennis. How awesome is that? Caroline Wozniacki had two babies. She retired very young, um, and then she had a couple babies, uh, with her husband, David Lee, and now she's coming back to the sport. She says, I want to show my kids that you can pursue your dreams no matter what age or role. We decided as a family, it's time. I'm coming back to play, and I can't wait. Caroline, we can't wait to watch you back on tour. I think you're going to be fantastic. I think this is going to be a little different than some other players' revenge tours, right? Like, Or not revenge tours, coming back tours. I think her and Alina Svitolina are in a very similar situation where they're still young enough to be play really, really good tennis, and they're coming back to play really, really good tennis. Then you look at, like, uh, Kim Kleisters came back, but it was just a little too late for her, and she couldn't necessarily play with some of the youngsters. I think Caroline will will be able to, just like Alina Svitolina is doing, and I can't wait to see Caroline Wozniacki back on tour. I think it's going to be a better tour with her, and it's going to be exciting. And I just, I all I can imagine is the last few years of her just, like, Oh, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back. I think we all saw this as a possibility because of how young she was and when she retired and how young she still is uh, in her in her early 30s. And we're excited to have her back and watch her back on the tour. It's going to be fun to watch. Now about this podcast. I, um, fortunately and unfortunately, have a big trip coming up this weekend. And so I will not actually be watching a lot of the Wimbledon championships because I will be overseas. I necessarily won't have service on my phone. I schedule this trip. I'm super jacked about this trip. So excited. We're going to celebrate my sister's 30th birthday. I'm really excited about that part. Um, but it's not, but it's right during one of the biggest grand slams. So I will not be keeping up with it. I'll keep up with it when I have Wi-Fi and when I have a chance, but for the most part, I will not be keeping up with Wimbledon. I will not be podcasting about Wimbledon until after it's over. I'll do a recap pod, maybe the week after it's over when I get back, but I will be gone for two weeks. Ironically, the exact two weeks that Wimbledon is. I'll try to keep up on Twitter when I have service and when I can check, but I'm going on vacation. And so... I don't really feel bad about it, Uh, but I just thought I'd let you know. You probably shouldn't be expecting podcasts from me over the next couple weeks because I will be on vacation myself, and I actually, I I would love to watch Wimbledon. I would love to watch it. I'll probably watch the final because I'll be back in the U.S. for that, but I just, it's just not doable from where I'm going to be in the world, so appreciate you for understanding. I can't wait to get back on this podcast when I get back. Thanks for listening. That's what's happening at Wimbledon, the championships. Over the next couple weeks, I hope you do watch it, and I hope you do enjoy it, and maybe there'll be some more history made 
especially with Novak Djokovic, who I expect to win this year. Have a good couple of weeks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode, which is in a couple of weeks. Watch some tennis. Adios. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.